Hello, and welcome back to the Vanquisher's Guide. I'm your host, again, and I'm Bryce. Whoa, deja vu. I'm Bradley. I know, crazy, right? <laughs> Dude, I feel like I just did this seconds ago as Randy, which is my name, by the way, and I'm getting confused. Oh, yeah. Let's not Wait. forget and curse this episode. Uh, there's also Brad and then Randy. I, I sometimes well, forget Randy's on this podcast. Dude, I always forget. I'm always like, yo, I'm, I got nothing to do. Oh, wait, I have a podcast that I'm going to do tonight. I am a part of that. <laughs> I haven't I got know. kicked off yet. I can never stop thinking about it all day. <laughs> I'm just like, I got a podcast to do. Mm-hmm. Is it is it going to go good? Or is it going to go bad? Who knows? Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, welcome back for our first ever part two. Yes. Uh, what a monster to do it with, too. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna if we're gonna do our first one with any of them, I mean, what better creature to do than an absolutely massive one with a kraken, mm-hmm. right? In both size and lore, just massive. Yeah, seriously, like oh, slightly, slightly bigger than a horse. I mean, this is the biggest mm-hmm. creature we've talked about. Oh, it's it's the biggest thing on record. Largest creature on the planet. This joke is transcending. Yeah, I think I'll be, I think I'm done with the joke now, but <laughs> no, it's so it funny. Going, man. It's even funnier the twelfth time after. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, last episode we just went over some of the history of the Kraken, and this week we're diving into the goodies, Ooh. the actual potential evidence. So I thought it'd be fun if uh, we went over some odd sea phenomena. Uh, anomalies phenomenally phenomenally yeah so we just uh went over them and we just try and do our best to suss out if this is the kraken's work or the answer is yes to all of them absolutely kraken he's real and the aliens are testing us to see if what we do then this will be a, a quick episode man Nice. <laughs> and trust me, I have my ceramic pot on my head. I know what yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. They're not influencing my mind. They can't help it. I know what's real. Oh, man. The impenetrable <laughs> uh, field of clay. Yeah. So yeah. Mine is even the next level up. I've got, I've got aluminum foil wrapped around the inside of my ceramic pot. So I'm double protected. Man, I'm ready to go. You might as well just like, get like a lead box. Just put your head in it, man. Yeah, lead doesn't do anything. Everyone knows that. That's right. It's just it's, propaganda. It's just big lead trying to... <laughs> big lead companies trying to get you to buy it. Yeah, Turns you know. It's just really heavy and really useless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Fun fact that I learned from Neil deGrasse Tyson. Ooh. Uh, you kneeled in the grass and you found a Tyson? Yeah, nice. I did. Um, he was talking about how we essentially can make an unlimited amount of aluminum foil because of certain like mines that we found or something nice which is uh oh. pretty great for us in the community of the tinfoil hat that is that is good i have always wanted to have multiple di- iterations of hats for like whatever mood strikes me and like so that way i have it to match all of my outfits and now i'm, I'm glad to hear that i can be able to live that dream I mean, uh, wasn't it Tony Stark who dreamed of making a suit of armor around the world? I think we aspire <laughs> to having tinfoil hat around the world. A tinfoil shield around the world. Let's do it. <laughs> like, if you just take, like, two of the classic, like, twisted tinfoil hats, and you mm-hmm. flip one upside down, and you just clamp it together over the Problem earth. solved. Impenetrable. <laughs> Safe from all external influences. Aliens can't change our minds now. They Aliens hate this one, one simple trick. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, back, back to the Kraken. Uh, so I think, uh, how are you guys feeling about the Kraken? Uh, uh, now that scared. we went over a lot of the history, you know? Like, what are some thoughts? Terrified, even. I think it's cool how diverse its story is. It's true. Yeah, yeah. that's super true. Because like in some stories, it's like kind of crab-like. In other stories, it's basically a living island. And mm-hmm. 
like we all know the like the common uh like octopus or like squid kind of version but i I did also find it very interesting to know that there were so many other like just varied uh different versions of it i mean like maybe that's all thanks to pompidian you know and he's our man in the ocean yeah freaking uh, a kraken so he's our man if he can't do it no one can but uh to jump into some actual potential maybe even some possible real life evidence that's a pretty strong language so i thought we'd talk with or start off with one of the maybe one of the famous and also to me one of the terrifying kind of just pieces of evidence that i could find and this one is the bloop the bloop yeah uh, yeah any is that the name of a creature or is that like, that sounds like a really non-threatening creature so it's a it's actually an event uh, oh. this was an abnormal sound dubbed the bloop and it was an extremely loud sound that was captured on deep sea microphones in 1997 i don't know why but Lots of stuff going on in 1997. It was the time to be alive. All the good stuff happened in 1997. Yeah. Everything yeah. good happened in 1997. But uh, this sound was captured off the southern coast of South America and was detected up to 3,000 miles away. So this this noise was loud. Like oh. I don't think I can like iterate that enough. It was... It was very loud. It was deafening. Um, so this sound was later kind of triangulated to a remote point in the South Pacific Ocean west of the southern tip of South America. Mm-hmm. And some some scientists speculate that the, the like, uh, audio wave patterns of this actually look a lot like a living organism, but... As we know, there is no organism that would be big enough to produce this loud of a sound. Like the blue whale doesn't even come close, which is like the largest living organism, right? No organism from this planet. That yeah, or is... that we have discovered yet. Yeah. Aliens, maybe. Mm, or maybe they're offspring <laughs> from, uh, what was it? Half Goofla. Yeah. yeah, though true. The half goofla, man. Maybe. But I don't know. Um, I listened to the, the audio clip and it's honestly pretty chilling. I really don't yeah. like it. Makes me it's, makes me feel very unsettled. I think it's one of those video sound things that like if you just heard it by itself, you'd like obviously you wouldn't think anything of it. It's just like it's just sounds like a bubble noise and you're like oh okay whatever but when you know what it is it's like yeah this happened this was like an extremely loud noise that happened in the middle of nowhere in the ocean uh like seemingly for no reason then it like takes on a whole new light of terror Mm -hmm. whereas like like it's not one of those noises that just like innately is scary it's the knowledge behind it that's that causes the oh no this is this is not normal yeah it's very cool and I feel like that's like with a lot of things that we find mm-hmm. in like the ocean or from like deep space in which you'd be like, oh, that's just like radio static. But yeah, you know, if you look at it like a bit further, you know, this is actually kind of like disturbing and might be like hinting at something, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. <laughs> yes, we both agree. I concur. It is weird. Uh, so uh, as for like a reasonable explanation that scientists have come up for for this sound they theorize that it's just icebergs calving or breaking apart which is pretty disappointing yeah it is but maybe kraken what do you guys think is this is this the kraken roaring roaring in the deep you making some noise having a party down there that's an odd sounding roar if that's a roar down in the deep it's um, picked up pretty far away, you know. Sure, but like to be picked up that far away and it to sound like a bloop. Like if this, 
Could you imagine if this sound sounded like the thing from Atlantis, like a screeching noise from like the middle of the ocean? That would be a totally different story. That would be horrifying, and I would not. Just icebergs, man. Yeah, it's just an iceberg. You know, you know when icebergs out in the middle of the ocean, as they do, start screaming at each other. You know, screaming. Classic iceberg things all the time uh-huh you know there's the phrase that when a tree falls in the forest does it make a noise well this one when an iceberg screams in the ocean does it make a can people hear it it's uh the so answer if, is yes <laughs> the answer is miles away yes but it sounds like a bloop for some reason good so is that uh, a no is that a no from you randy i want it to be a yes but i think it would be such an odd noise for any living thing to make that I'm like, it's gotta be some like, just like giant air bubble or like something falling into the water or something. I don't know. Okay. I, I can't imagine it being like a giant sea creature making like a bloop noise. Uh, that is pretty fair. Uh, what do you think, Brad? Yay or nay? Well, here's my counterpoint to Randy. Sound Go for it. in water sounds completely different than sounds above water. Sure. So that- loop could just be what was picked up but under the water a creature that doesn't have the same vocal patterns as humans do could very well make that sound i mean we don't know because we can't sound and all we have is the speculation of what it could potentially be so like i think why not i'm i mean i'm i stay skeptical for the most part so like Mm -hmm. is it the kraken no idea could it be a, a creature? Maybe, but because we haven't seen a creature that's big enough to make that sound, probably not. But like, I, I don't think it's fair to completely rule it out. Sure, mm. sure. I'm, I'm I just feel like, opinion. yeah, I feel like we've seen what the like, and we know what like other animal noises sound like in the ocean, even though like they get far away, they just like it gets quieter. It doesn't distort it into a different noise. And so that's really when you hear a a whale noise from far away, it doesn't like start sounding like a jaguar for no reason. It still sounds like a whale. It still sounds like a jaguar, like a whale, but just really quiet and like slightly like distorted pitch wise, not like total like vibration wise, no different. Mm. So it's like, I feel like. Just because they're like, oh, it's really far away. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that it would be like completely different sounding from a distance. Totally, totally. All good points, all good points. Uh, though I, I think, unfortunately, it's probably probably just icebergs. But I can believe, man. Yeah. Okay, maybe this is the sound of an alien dropping off a new kraken into our ocean. Maybe that's oh my what the noise God. is. It's the <laughs> blooping sound of the the kraken landing into the ocean and then the ship disappearing i hate how much i like this theory (laughs) we're gonna move on (laughs) all right exhibit b the warship ville de paris i hope i'm saying that i believe that's french so i don't know french but uh monfort he was one of the guys that we talked about in our last uh podcast he had theorized that his colossal octopi had been to blame for the loss of 10 warships that were under the British control in 1782. Uh, Just just to give some reference, I believe this was like after a battle, uh, some British warships had captured six French men of war, which were uh, just like these large ships. So to recount this incident... It began when, in an intense storm, the ship, uh, the captured ship Ville de Paris, which was a large three-decker ship, shot off a distress signal. The ship was then quickly swallowed up by the parting waves. And after the other ships in the group went to aid the ship in distress, they all shared in the same fate, disappearing beneath the waves, never to be heard of again. So... Monfort speculated that this was a. Uh, I tried to look at the plural form of octopuses, and, or like what what the name for like a group of them would be. You know, like how there's a murder of crows and whatnot. I found uh-huh. that it's 
could be a consortium or maybe even wow. an applause of an applause. Wow. So I would have thought it, it would have been just an octopod. It's a pod of octopuses. Octopi. Yeah, it's kind of funny though, is that like octopuses or octopodes, I guess is the actual correct oh, plural true. of octopi octopuses or oct octop I keep on wanting to say octopi, <laughs> but I found out that was incorrect. Oh really? Is it? Yeah, apparently octopi is incorrect. I feel like octopi makes more sense and sounds less strange than octopodes and or octopuses. That's what octopuses, I'm saying. Octopuses, I feel like, is clearly not right, but but regardless, octopodes, uh, uh, a octopus is a solitary creature, so they don't mm -hmm. typically like travel in groups. So that's why there's not really a name for them. But yeah. regardless, so what do you guys think? A group of uh, octopodes came up, crushed down a ship, and then just went on a feeding frenzy with the other ships that came to the rescue, or was this just? A mishap in a storm that was unfortunate. I mean, Brad, what do you think? I went first last time, and I, <laughs> I have a pretty glaring question about this one for sure. So I'm about to hear it. No, I think that it's probably a, like a storm. <laughs> oh come what? on! You don't think it's real? <laughs> because come like, on! I mean, okay, so like, especially when it comes to you know when people tell these stories of what happened to the you know in these traumatic experiences and stuff even more so on the ocean where they're you know where it's very common to have like a sea madness or whatever it's called right yeah like yeah you very well could have you know thought that happened but really it was just huge waves hitting you and it might have looked like tentacles or something no it happened i yeah. swear i saw it but like, hey, like, I mean, sure, it could have happened. We just don't have the evidence to suggest that, you know, that could happen. Yeah. My question for this is, who told this story? How do we know about this? Like, If, if the ships all got swallowed up in the middle of the ocean, how do we know the story of this? Who was able to swim to shore to tell them, hey, yo, not only did all six of our ships get sunk, but one of them shot off a flare but, and then got eaten. And then we went and go to go save them. And then we also all got eaten, but I got away. I'm confused um, how that story got passed. I, I believe that there was probably some like onlookers that didn't. Was it close enough to shore to be able to be seen? Well, from like other ships, other oh. ships that were kind of in, around the same group. No other ships that were selfish group. enough to not go and save them they just saw that and went that's their problem i'm not going <laughs> they all died that's no thank you hard pass because that's my big question of like i mean this feels like one of those situations where it's like oh yeah this totally happened and everybody knows it but there's no real like evidence of it and there's no way like anyone should have been able to see this happen yeah and so I I do think that like the actual like uh like optical evidence if that's an actual like thing I can reference in this story mm -hmm. is particularly vague. Yeah. As, like nobody that was on those ships is here to recount anything right. that they saw, you know. No survivors. Yeah. As far as yeah. I know. Presumably. And so and so like even it's interesting that like people at the time just said that uh Montfort was kind of just being crazy and this was just a storm. So yeah. I mean I think I agree. Probably not. But maybe. Maybe. Maybe could be. I think I believe the bloop more than uh this one. I think this is just this I think might be the British trying to not take or take ownership of six of their ships just disappearing into the storm because their sailors are bad yeah and then instead they're like yeah. no we didn't do it it was a sea creature we didn't destroy a bunch of ships sorry yeah mm -hmm. 10 not six so but it was only monfort that theorized this everybody else mm -hmm. pretty much thought he was crazy <laughs> everyone else was like no we just have bad sailors come on yeah but that one is uh is pretty vague and you know there's not like a ton of evidence to that one but We'll move on to, I think, uh, 
ship disappearances and disappearances of ship's crew. And what better one to start off with than probably the most famous one of them all, the Mary Celeste. Mm, so I've heard with, of this. Yeah, with a lot of vaguely. these like disappearances, we're going to go over them pretty quickly. So if you're curious about any of the actual like details and reports of these ships, I urge you to uh, try and like maybe find a podcast or like a video on these because there's so much to these and we just don't have time to cover every single like little thing. So we're going to be glancing over it a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the Mary Celeste was a large shipping vessel of the 1800s. In 1872, the Mary Celeste left New York City with the task of delivering about 1,700 barrels of denatured alcohol. This is alcohol that you like don't drink. Yeah. I believe it'll make you go blind. This is like medical alcohol, like antiseptic. This is... Yeah, this is alcohol. Denatured alcohol is basically regular alcohol, but that has had specific other chemicals mixed into it to make it to make it toxic to people to drink. So that way, it's like it is specifically made for the use of and like of topical uses and cleaning and other things like that. And so, because of that, they put other chemicals into it so people don't drink it. E either specifically so people don't drink it, or it's just sometimes it's just a byproduct of using the alcohol for whatever purpose they're doing, it needs to have other products in it. And those products happen to make it toxic. But oh, that's what I was denatured, wondering. Yeah, denatured alcohol is just like typical alcohol, basically, but that has other things put inside of it as well that then cause it to be make it toxic. Toxic, yeah. yeah. Which it, there's some people who in desperate times do drink it, but it's really bad, a bad idea. Yeah, I was wondering, is like, was it a problem at some time in which like a, a lot of the medical alcohol was just being drank. So then like somebody was like, well, I'll just put poison in it so that you can't drink it anymore. I think that was part of it. <laughs> or like, was I, it I, like, like you're saying, it was just additives to make it more effective at its particular yeah. task. I think it, I think it could be a combination of both. I don't know specifically for every instance of the uses, but I know there's, there are some times that it's definitely just added in specifically to make people not want to drink it. And then mm -hmm. there's other times where I think it's just a byproduct of what they are intending it for. But for sure. But uh, regardless, uh, these uh, the Mary Celeste was carrying these barrels of denatured alcohol to the Italian city of Genoa. So they're going all the way across the ocean. Genovia. Nice. Um, I've heard of that. Genoa. <laughs> but yes. Oh. Uh, the ship was crewed with the respected and experienced Captain Benjamin Briggs. His family, as well as seven other seamen described as that were described as peaceful and first-class sailors. So it seems like everybody on board was a pretty respected, pretty well-mannered individual. You know, this isn't like a crew of pirates or anything, or right. like a fresh captain that doesn't know what he's doing. I mean, clearly the people on the boat were nice enough that the captain was willing to bring his family on board. Yeah. He, it seems like he had at least enough knowledge of who the crewmates were and trusted them enough to be to willing feel to bring... to do that, yeah. Presumably a wife and presumably also kids. Based off of family, mm -hmm. I assume it was both on yeah, board. It's like, you got to trust those people pretty, pretty strongly, I would yeah. say. Oh, no, totally. But, I would not um, be bringing family on board with pirates. Yeah, no that, that could be a bad idea. <laughs> but on December 4th, 1872, a passing ship saw that the Mary Celeste was drifting. And this was about 2,600 miles from its uh, final destination it was supposed to be at. So it was Thanks. basically an open ocean. And the captain just reported that the ship was kind of meandering. And it was just making some maneuvers that really didn't look good. So he thought to Bizarre. investigate. So they were almost at their destination. Cause like, so they were, this was found nearby their final destination. So they got most of the way there. And then it seems like something went wrong. They got definitely more than halfway, okay. but they were still well out into like, sure. Ocean. It wasn't like a day out of their, into their trip. And then all of a sudden something went wrong. Like it seems like it was, a pretty decent amount of time. Yes. Neat. Um, so the passing ship then had the idea to signal them to see if everything was okay. 
But after nice. the ship failed to respond to the signal, they discovered that nobody was on board the ship. Which That's is not great. Very strange. Um, nothing was super out of place. There were some odd, just little facts about the ship, but nothing was like glaring. There were no like bodies strewn about or like huge blood splatters or like the ship wasn't in pieces. Uh-huh. The only like weird things was there were some hatches to the lower decks being left open, which aren't typically left open. And mm-hmm. then there were some various items being out of place. So, like I think there was some uh, very heavy navigation equipment that was tipped over on its side and broken. Oh, dang. Um, but the sails were in poor condition and much of the rigging was damaged. So, so it's going to be hard to move the boat. Then. Yeah, and, you know, I wonder if it was a storm or maybe a creature that mm. ripped up those sails. Who knows? It's true. There were also some gashes that were reported to have been found on the front of the boat. These weren't anything to, like risk the integrity of the ship but uh, definitely noticeable yes um and also the lifeboat was missing with its rope having been cut so like somebody tried to get away in a hurry and it it, they specifically say cut not like broken so it's it's most likely that someone was getting onto it and cut the rope not Mm -hmm. that they was like it was caught in a storm and, and then it just it got, got ripped off and just flung into the ocean. Yeah, it doesn't seem to be okay. so. But Interesting. It's just such an odd occurrence in which the captain and his crew were never heard of again. And it's Thanks. just so strange to think that they left their perfectly seaworthy vez- vessel out in the middle of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like no land is anywhere nearby and their ship is just abandoned yeah i mean the ship's not in the greatest condition but i mean it's still better than a rowboat yeah i mean you don't want to be out in the open ocean in a rowboat man not with a kraken around in the area yeah that's for sure um i mean there's some various theories as to what were what was going on like the some people theorize that there were some problems with the cargo that led them to believe that the ship maybe was in danger of exploding due to some like alcohol vapors exploding okay. or um, maybe there was a storm or a, a water spout or a sea quake, just something abnormal that made them think that the ship was in danger and right. they left. But there's also the theory Ooh. that the Kraken attacked their yes. ship and grappled everybody off the, <sighs> the deck of the ship and ate them all. And sounds like a very careful unharmed. Sounds like a very careful Kraken. Yes. <laughs> Most it, of the others are just dragging the entire boat down. This one's like, nah, just the people. Just let me just yoink, yoink, grab each guy, and then okay, we're good. Yeah, he just played it played this like a uh, game of operation, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> just grabbing all the people very carefully, not touching any of the parts of the ship or anything else. Except so, for the sails a little bit. So yeah, what do you think? Uh, what do you guys think? Evidence of the Kraken? Is this a recorded Kraken attack? Or I mean, is it just maybe even a case of insurance fraud? Or... <laughs> I didn't even think of insurance fraud. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. It's such like a, a, a weird theory. But honestly, I think that's actually the most prevalent theory that people went with is that the captain just did some weird form of insurance fraud. But to that, I, I would mean... say... It's kind of weird that he never popped up again. That was actually. Yeah. I think that captains were actually pretty well paid relatively right. back in the day, and that the cost of salvaging a ship like this was not even that much. Yeah. But you guys think it's a Kraken? I don't. I don't think so. I think oh, come this on. is I mean again I zero want for to, three. I I want to, I do, I I still think the bloop, although as much as I like harped on it for not being necessarily all that accurate or uh believable, I think it's still more believable than the, this one. Only because like this feels a lot more to me like the uh Dyatlov Pass incident. Where it's just like people did something really weird. Uh, if, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the mm-hmm. Diatlov Pass, but 
it's just basically people did something really weird for seemingly no reason and the best people can do is like i mean maybe it's just group hysteria maybe they all just kind of like freaked out what, together what and fed each other answer man and just well but like well so for example like you were saying like maybe they did maybe one person said yo i think the barrels are leaking fumes this place might explode and they all just kind of started perpetuating a fear and they all psyched each other out to the point where like they were convinced their boat was going to explode and they were all freaked out had no way of proving or testing that it wasn't going to so they're like yo we gotta bail and that's a good point yeah so it's like maybe there was like something that kind of had some reason to be afraid and then they all just freaked out beyond anyway and the captain i could see especially being very cautious that trip because he's got his family on that ship so i could see him going well i mean i i don't know if it's gonna explode but i don't want my kids being hurt so let's just out of caution let's get off the boat and get onto the life rafts and then we can come back for the boat and then maybe they hit some bad weather in the life raft and they all sank that would be Mm -hmm. my guess that that's a that's actually a pretty good guess. I didn't factor into like maybe the captain was a bit more cautious with his family mm-hmm. on board. But what do you think, Brad? Kraken? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, no. I can't get him either. I can't convince anybody that this is real. Oh, well, man. Well, I mean, I mean, like there. I mean, seem to be a lot of cases, right? A lot of. Here's, you know, potentially proof. Here's potential, not proof, like potentially evidence. Here's potentially like, and it's what at some point you got to be like, is there, you know, enough potential evidence to where there's right. Can I pile together all this circumstantial evidence into real evidence? Individually, it's hard to, to, you know, agree, but taking back, taking like a step back and like, look at all of this single things and do they do they add up? Maybe. I mean, probably mm. not. But like, maybe. Oh man, it's tough to say. But honestly, I don't. I don't particularly see this as a case of the kraken either. Mainly because of what Randy was saying, and that this would be a very careful kraken. You're not even believing your own stories. <laughs> hey, hey, we're reviewing this as a team, okay? You're not. You're spouting this evidence as fact, and then. When it gets questioned, you're like, yeah, it's actually fake. I didn't, I didn't believe it for a minute. Oh, man. But I, oh, I mean, my goodness. I do think it is rather mysterious because there is oh, absolutely. Uh, like a lot of uh, like of cases like this in which there's just a ship, like a ghost ship, if you will. Yeah. That is found and the ship is in various states of like disrepair, but most of them are per- still perfectly seaworthy or at least floating. But the crew is just totally gone. And nobody knows what happened. I mean, like to give some examples, if uh, any of our viewers want to research these, that uh, in 1920, there was the Carol A. Deering. In 1955, there was the MV Joyita. And even wow. as recent as 2007, there's the mystery of the Kaz 2. That one in particular is is uh, is pretty spooky. It's kind of weird, man, that like some, even like with all of our advanced, like, technology and everything three men off the off of that ship just went missing nobody knows what happened there was no trace of them and uh i even found the story of a particular ship called the orang median uh this this story man gave freaking freaked me out a little bit Uh, I, I will preface this by saying that this is kind of an uh, urban legend as like there's a lot of kind of conflicting resource, uh, resources for like the the date that this exactly happened at. And I don't think there's actually any concrete record of a ship called the Orang Median. Gotcha. But uh, if we're cool to look into it, yeah, I, I believe it translates to Man of Median, which is less cool in English. Yeah, but. Uh, also, side note is that I believe the people he made, uh, is it, uh, t- what's the one with the Wendigo, the video game? Uh, uh, not, oh, oh yeah. The, uh, is uh, it yeah, Dead by Daylight? Yeah, uh, so no. They, until Dawn. Yeah, Until Dawn. They made a uh, uh, another kind of like 
uh, oh, yeah. video game about this, which is gotcha. It's based off of that ship. I believe so. Yes, that's cool. But, uh, go- kind of going into the legend. Uh, it's reported that sometime in the 1940s, this event happened, and uh, we actually have a little bit of a transcript, supposedly from of like Morse code from this uh, vessel. And it nice. said that a radio operator aboard the traveled vessel sent the following message in Morse code. SOS from Orang Median. We float. All officers, including the captain, dead in chart room and on the bridge. Probably whole of crew dead. There is then a few confused dots and dashes of Morse code. and But later, we get fin- the final two words. And they came through clearly. They were... I die. And then, after that chilling message, there was nothing more heard of. And when the ship was eventually located and boarded, uh, they found it littered with corpses, including the carcass of a dog. And with these uh, dead bodies were found sprawled everywhere on their backs, uh, and they were frozen, allegedly in a badly frightened, like, had badly frightened expressions on their faces with their mouths gaping open and eyes staring straight ahead with the corpses resembling horrible characters so just like dang man i did not expect to come across that when i was researching the kraken dude seriously i mean like whatever that was whether kraken or not like that's something bad happened man seriously it sounds like Sounds like a ghost more than a kraken, or like something. Some type of specter. Ethereal. Davy Jones himself, man. Yo, maybe it was Davy Davy Jones. Nearsighted Ooh. Davy Jones came onto the boat. And Good old was, Duffler Jones, man. Uh huh. And freaking froze everybody into like horrible, it, painful expressions of death. It just goes to show, man, that. Bad stuff can happen out in the open ocean. We just Seriously. get no explanation. Seriously. Oof. Also, side note, like not to like belittle the horrifying thing that the these people went through, and like also the like that SOS uh radio operator was really quite the dedicated. man. Like, he was dedicated to his job to get that message out, but also it's kind of edgy in like the last thing you're gonna do is send i die through morse code that is morse code is not an easy thing that's not like saying i die like that's like a whole bunch of taps and dashes and stuff like your last dying thing is to send through morse code to possibly nobody i die that is so extra it is kind of interesting and i mean like it's no it's almost kind of reminiscent him, but... of like a note you find in a horror video game, right? Yeah, which they're writing it as they're being ripped to shreds. Exactly. Someone. It's like, like somebody to... behind him stabbing him, and he's like, "I dot 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 dash dash dot 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 die." And, deep, and being stabbed dot, 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 dot. right now, it hurts a lot. <laughs> Help, please! In pain. It's like, guy was wanted everyone to know. Right, what, what is it from, like, Monty Python and the Holy Grail when it's, like, the note that they find in the cave and it's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of, like, literally, he just types, like, ah, and Morse code. <laughs> ah! Everyone's like, I don't understand. What's he trying to say? He's just typing A, 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 A. What could it mean? It's like, well, I think he's screaming. He might be in pain. Mm. But on to our next piece of evidence i particularly like this one this one is i've heard this one is awesome this one is is so spooky this one is cool so this one is called the flannan isles lighthouse and this is about a chilling mystery of three men that were like the caretakers of the flannan isles lighthouse and this was in the 1900s so the three men were the lighthouse keepers and so they just uh, stayed there, and I believe nobody would really come to see them for weeks. Is that they kind of were to live here in pretty much solitude with only only the company of each other, 
mm-hmm. and were there to make sure that the lighthouse was always running, you know, to make sure that the ships that were coming into dock would not crash into the island. Yeah. Yeah. And making sure that there was like always somebody awake. So that way there was always somebody around to make sure it was on, it was functioning. Mm -hmm. If any problems came up of it running out of fuel or something happening, there was always somebody that could help it fix it. So any time of day or night ships could come in and see it. Yeah. Dedicated job. I could not have, that would be, it would feel so worthless and so menial. And yet it's such a vital task. Like it feels like you're doing nothing, even though it is so pivotal. Yeah, it's definitely a test of like mental fortitude. Mm -hmm. So after one particular night, a ship coming into dock noticed that the lighthouse was not lit that night. And as we said, it should always be lit every night. There's three people that that's their job. There is no excuse for a lighthouse not being on when it needs to be on. Mm Mm-hmm. And apparently there was also, uh, after this, such an intense fog on the island that they had to wait for several days for it to clear before they could go investigate what was going on. Because they're like, either these dudes are slacking off, or maybe they all ate some poison beans. Yeah. (laughs) They all just keeled over at the same time. Yeah. Brutal. But when they arrived, they arrived at the East Dock to investigate, and all things seemed mostly normal, except for the absence of the men, of course, and the door to the White House was sitting wide open. Huh. It's kind of odd. Yeah. And as they continued to check the rest of the island for any sign of the men, they were looking all over, they couldn't find anything, except for when they checked the dock on the west side of the island, they found... It was completely wrecked. Like, I'm talking like there was a box that was smashed open. Iron railings along like the steps were bent and twisted out of shape. Uh, Part of the railway track that had been ripped out of uh, its like fasteners out of the concrete. Jeez. Crazy. And there was even a huge rock weighing over a ton that was reported to have been displaced. And some of these signs of damage were even found hundreds of feet above sea level. Dang, that's like, that is so, it's like, it it almost feels like a bomb went off. Like, on the the coast. I mean, that's insane. You think like a tornado went through here, man. Yeah, right. Very localized, very limited. Spur of the moment tornado showed up, destroyed that one dock, and then disappeared. God Great. hated that torn or that dog specifically. That, that specific dog, man. He hated uh-huh. it. <laughs> but oh. even even through all this damage, they found no sign of the men at Jeez. all. So I mean, I don't know about you, but this is probably some of the most definitive evidence for the Kraken. That feels no. very Krakeny to me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know about you, but I can just imagine these dudes like see something weird. Maybe they like one of them sees something weird over at the dock and uh-huh. then they all go to investigate. And then the Kraken just whips out, right. starts whipping everything with its tentacles, drags all the men down to a watery grave and just leaps. Seriously. And especially with like, so if you think of them in their day to day life, the way that they would probably run the lighthouse is they would probably be on shifts. So they would mm-hmm. like have each person would be up for a certain amount of hours, then they'd go to sleep and whatnot. So most likely there'd probably be two of them awake at any time. And yeah. one of them is asleep in doing a rotation of that. And so odds are if this thing, something shows up, like if it was just like, say, a, a bad storm or something, they probably wouldn't be all three up and out doing something. One of them would be asleep. So it'd have to be something important enough and strange enough to cause the rest of the, or the other two to be like yo we gotta wake this guy up and have him come out and check this out because mm-hmm. this is weird so that way in order for them all three to disappear without a trace and not have like one of them survive i feel like it would have had to be something really odd so that that way the two of them saw it and went that's weird let's go get the other guy so he can see this because that's weird and then they all get eaten or something yeah yeah it's just like 
they must have had to have been all at that dock at the same time seriously in the same area right but, so so what do you think randy kraken i mean there are things in nature that could do that obviously yeah. like I, I know it's theorized that the most popular theory is a rogue wave but right that makes I mean, sense come on i mean I it know. makes a degree of sense the fact that it was so localized to just that dock is really strange like how did it not hit anything else in the island and how did no one else in other areas of this ocean nearby hear of that like the fact that it just hit that section and that ocean and that island is mm -hmm. odd but it's possible. But that being said, like the fact that like things were thrown out of the ocean, things were like like boulders were moved way up out of the ocean. And the fact that, again, like if it was a rogue wave, I don't feel like that all three of them would have been out of the building at the same time. That feels odd to me. Mm -hmm. So I think it was something more strange, but also slower than a rogue wave because a rogue wave, I feel like they wouldn't have the time to be like, Yo, that's a big wave. Hey, let's go get Dave so he can mm -hmm. check out the rogue wave. Oh, now we're all dead. Like, yeah. I feel like it would need to be something slower than that. So I think it's, I think Kraken's a possible. This one's a, I think so. That's a maybe a yes. We got a maybe, a maybe yes. yes. This one I think is really weird. Very yeah, neat. It definitely is. What do you think, Brad? <sighs> yeah, your name? Like, Kraken, I don't hop on the train. But like, I mean, it's got to be some heck of a natural disaster that is very rare. You know, mm -hmm. I was so hoping for you to be like Kraken. I don't think so, but Bigfoot, yeah, definitely. This was absolutely <laughs> the work of Bigfoot instead. Was, Man, Bigfoot <laughs> popping out of the ocean no. with like a grappling, uh -huh. ripping everything up. Some other cryptid is just like, no, this isn't big. This isn't the Kraken's deal, but it's this other cryptid's fault for sure. <laughs> I would, I was so wanting you to say that. I think it's either, you know, a very weird natural disaster or I don't know. It's like, I, I mean, obviously, like, is it a Kraken? I don't know. But like, I think the word you mean is yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, it's just like, that's a weird, weird thing that doesn't happen very often. And so like, yeah, kind of sus. Very, very, very sassy, man. I don't, I don't I've know. never heard of that happening before anywhere else. Yeah, it, it's um, it's definitely a standout case. But right. uh, as for other standout cases, we have uh, one more major one. There's so this more? one is the St. Augustine monster, also Ooh. called or classified as a globster. As I guess <laughs> this is kind of a... Uh, a some type of phenomenon that goes oh, on. Oh man, come on! Why you gotta do them like that? Why you gotta call them that? And this phenomenon is when, like, basically giant piles of like unidentified flesh just wash up on the shore. Ew! And and people are like, "Dang, man, what is that?" And so, like, mostly they've been identified to be like parts of whales, you know? Uh huh. Which is which is pretty gross and kind of terrifying that something's ripping up the whales out there. But it must—it's yeah. probably you know like a natural thing. But probably this just one decomposes. Yeah, this one was a uh, particularly unique, I believe, the Saint Augustine one. Uh -huh. So it was identified, or it was an unidentified blob of flesh found washed up ashore near Saint Augustine, Florida. I figure everything happened before. Man. Of course. And this was in uh, eighteen ninety-six. Yo, Florida was wild in all the way back in 1800s. Man, that doesn't even surprise me. Florida. You stay crazy. But the blob was a light pink, almost white, that reflected slightly in the sun. It was also reported to be very difficult to cut. It was very large as well. It was 18 feet across and 7 feet wide, weighing in an estimated 5 tons. Holy cow. Um, Whoa. They also said it had five stumps. Uh, four of these were more visible, and one of them was theorized to be like kind of submerged in the sand. Jeez. And this led many to believe that it was the remains of a very large octopus. Right. Like, so those were like the nubs of tentacles. 
So I present to you pieces of a kraken. Proof. Florida now? found it. Of course now? they did. If of anyone's going to find a kraken, it would be Florida. I mean, maybe the kraken went to like the the Gulf of Mexico and just yeah. was there retiring at the end of its yeah. long and prosperous life and then just died and then a piece of it or most of it washed up on the shore. It was just vibing, really. It just wanted to have some nice, fun spring break times. It was just going to party. And it got a little too crazy, and then ended up as the Globster. Poor guy. The St. Augustine like, Globster. Instead uh-huh. of Godzilla as old as time. King Kong, it's Megalodon versus Kraken, and I guess Megalodon won. Megalodon's the winner. That, I, I mean, mean, you joke about that, but I think that was an actual like sci-fi movie from the sci-fi channel. Was it? That <laughs> it was like Megalodon versus like giant octopus. The trailer of course it does. Absolutely ridiculous but wow what do you think brad we'll start with you first pieces of crack i mean like why not <laughs> hey, uh, hey, we got him on board finally <laughs> i mean i guess as to maybe why not is uh i believe it was later identified as a large mass of sperm whale blubber but i mean wow. maybe that was just an estimation you know, just but, proving your own th- theories as we're saying, yes, I believe it. And you're like, well, I got you. Hey, you man, fool. we got to be real. truthful. We can't lie to people. <laughs> uh, but why you got to bait me? I was so on board. Oh, man. But I got a yes from Brad. So yeah. you, th- you think this, you think this is a piece of Kraken or a Kraken? I mean, now that you gave us the probable answer, then no. Well, dang it, man. <laughs> I'm oh, still no. with you, Bryce. I think I'll get on board. Oh, it's man. possible. What's that? Two for five? I can I can live with that or maybe two and maybe a half. genetically whales are just very similar to the Kraken. Mm-hmm. So we just didn't notice the difference because like we don't have any real Kraken DNA to compare it to. So then when we compare it to whale, it's like, I mean, it's close. Yeah, I mean, pretty similar. And so therefore, that was like, I mean, yeah, sure. It's a piece of whale. And that's just like, well, and to be, I'll also say, like, you've seen the pictures of the uh, the blobfish thing mm-hmm. that like, it doesn't look anything like that down in its natural environment. But it, like, because it lives super deep down in the ocean, when it comes up here to not that kind of pressures to like lower pressure atmosphere, or environment, it like, gets all deformed and super in pain because of that so who's to say maybe the kraken is used to living down in super super duper low pressure environment low uh ocean areas high pressure low in the ocean areas and so because of that it's like has a normal form but when it came up to the top of the ocean when it died or whatnot it gets deformed and now it looks like this like blob of goo with only like its tentacles only being little nubs rather than the tentacles that it's used to be. Mm-hmm. Well, no, that's true. And Possible. I mean, I mean, I think like it did take them a long time to like identify it. So maybe, like you're saying, maybe it was just like the kraken is very similar to a sperm yeah. whale, and that's like the construction of its flesh or whatever. Yeah, makes sense to me. I'm going to say a solid maybe. Solid, I think so. So it seems like we got like a two and a half from Randy. And what was it? Maybe three one from Brad? I still, one? I still think the bloop is the coolest piece of evidence. I think it's the most... Like you can still like I mean you can still can interact still with the bloop. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say look, but like yeah, it's a listen. You can interact got, with like, the bloop. It's got like That's modern cool. technology, you know, and uh-huh. it's pretty recent. So my only yeah. thing is, is it's hard to believe a it sound like that yeah. sea creature sounding like that, a living creature like that. But yeah, I don't know. I could be wrong. No, I mean, what if it, it was just dragging on the sea floor? Instead so of it was just walking around, <laughs> man. It's just walking at the bottom of the ocean. <laughs> yeah. 
but uh it's definitely super interesting like uh just to kind of uh close up is that the kraken man i there's like a lot of like interesting reportings like many like entire crews of like battleships have attested to seeing 100 foot long sea monsters or even giant crocodiles blasting out of the water and it's just that would be awesome it's absolutely insane that like you know these like entire crews of like seasoned soldiers are being like bro it was a sea serpent yeah and like we got like all of these different mysterious like disappearances on the ocean and it's just so wild and i mean the the story of giant sea monsters is not too far off from what we actually know of reality is with like uh giant and colossal squids in real life right is that they live in super deep waters we know so little about them we have so little like video evidence of them just because like they're in such a deep part of the ocean for a while they were even theorized to not even exist much like the Kraken, it was like, ah, yeah, like giant squids, those aren't real, it's a fake. And then, like, as videos have come out and categorizing yeah. them, it's like, oh, they are real, they're just super rare. Yeah, only like super recently, even like within like, uh-huh. the 20th century. It's crazy, man. Like, yeah, all the stuff we don't know about our own ocean. And I mean, if Wild. you even think about like giant colossal squids, is that they can be these massive, massive creatures. Some of them being recorded at almost like 43 feet in length and weighing nearly a ton. And Oof. something that I found out that is absolutely terrifying is that their suckers actually have like small teeth or swivel uh-huh. hooks in them, which is just like brings to mind uh, that scene in Pirates of the Caribbean where um, they were investigating a shipwreck of the Kraken and like a dude falls down from the, the mast. And his face is all like suckered off. Yeah. One of the the Kraken's tentacles, man. Oh, it's just, it's so crazy. Yeah. To think that maybe there is the Kraken somewhere in our ocean. Who knows? I mean, you never know. I I still hold out that there is, I'm never going to say that there's not a chance that they exist. I, I think. I doubt that it does, but I think it'd be very cool if we discovered it. And so I, I still will say it's possible, maybe way yeah. down deep in the ocean areas we haven't explored. That maybe it's like a mostly cave dwelling thing. And so like it's mm-hmm. not only at the bottom of the ocean, but down in caves at the bottom of the ocean. So it's just areas we haven't explored ever. Yeah. And so perhaps right. that's I don't know. Or hear me out. Portals. All right. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kidding. Oh, get out of here, Brad! But hear me out. Ancient aliens that was okay. experimenting on, on octopus, oct- octopods, octopodes, octopodes, and was trying to weaponize them and ended up making because because they were gonna invade a water-based planet, so they needed a water-based creature. And they ended up making a Kraken and they left one or a couple behind. And that's where we got the Kraken. Ancient aliens uh, doing experiments. Oh my gosh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, there are, there have been scientists that have gone on record saying they don't necessarily say that the octopus or jellyfish are, are definitively aliens, but I think yeah, there's been several scientists. Al- like, unusual dna right yeah that they've said like if it were to if they were to discover that jellyfish and or uh, i think it's mainly jellyfish but also possible to a lesser extent octopodes were discovered as being alien yeah then if they were discovered as being alien the scientists would be like yeah that makes sense because they are weird like nothing about them makes sense Mm -hmm. so I don't know. Like scientists are already kind of on board of like, yeah, maybe they're not from this planet. So finding out there's a giant one somewhere, maybe it was aliens. Yeah, maybe not too far off. Who's but, I mean, all of this has been like super interesting. I just love the myth 
of the Kraken. You know, so it's inspired much. so much like cool like media appearances from everything from like Pirates of the Caribbean, Clash of the Titans. There's like a mm-hmm. lot of like cool like Kraken like creatures and giant octopuses, even in like Magic the Gathering. And like even uh we were talking about Atlantis, the Disney movie. Yeah. Has like, Atlantis. Uh, has a has a kraken in it and it's just yeah. so cool it's this legend has like mystified and intrigued people for centuries not the first atlantis movie just to be clear that it's the second atlantis movie that has the, the kraken yeah. i don't want to get pegged as being a fool the first one yeah. they that they deal with in the first movie that's just like a mechanical sea monster i think they call it a leviathan or something mm-hmm. but then in the second one they actually find a real kraken quote unquote yeah so if if it exists in atlantis maybe it exists in the real life maybe in the real life in the real life but with that i think uh that about does it for the kraken uh thank you all for sticking with us through this our first two-parter it was uh very fun to do and just thank you so much for listening and absolutely if you can share this with a friend Somebody yeah. who's interested in nautical mysteries, maybe. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. But uh, also check us out on Twitter. We just have a brand new spanking Twitter. So you can tweet at us on there or follow us as well. And with that, just uh, thank you so much for listening. And have a great week. See ya.